You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. Welcome back, everybody, to Here for the Truth, one of the top podcasts in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, just want to give a shout out to all our patrons and our Patreon community. We really appreciate you for all your support. Um, you know, you inspire us to keep moving forward, to keep bringing you great guests and great content. It's really important, especially during these times. Um, and then just want to also drop that for any of your divination, tarot, astrology, numerology, um, readings, hit up Joel. If you're into human design, if you want to get some dope body work, if you live in the LA area, hit me up. And, uh, without further ado, our next guest, this is episode 38. We got Siaka Massaqua, right? Ooh, like butter, baby. Like butter. <laughs> there we go, dude. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to, before we, we talk, I'm going to just give a little uh, intro to everyone watching a little bit of your bio. Okay, we got Siaka here. He has been an actor in Hollywood for over 15 years doing stage, television, and film. During 2020, Siaka saw all the chaos and lies being told to the country and started speaking out. During the summer of 2020, Siaka got involved in the Trump rallies in Beverly Hills and took to the California recall of Gavin Newsom. Thanks to the Judicial Watch's Freedom of Information Act request, Siaka found out he was on a secret list by the Secretary of State to censor him on social media. Boy. Like many Americans, Siaka was raided by the FBI for just being in D.C. on January 6th. No charges were ever filed. Siaka has been featured on PragerU, OAN, American Faith Network, along with creating his own sketch comedy show, What the Fact, and clothing line, uh, The New Rebels. Is that correct? There we go. The New Rebels, I dig it. Um, Siaka continues to produce, as well as working with conservatives and entertainment to create a new Hollywood with content and a place for artists to create without the threat of being canceled. <laughs> dude, speaking of that real quick, dude, yeah. there was a, I shared a video today. Some dude showed up to the, to the protest of Dave Chappelle at Netflix carrying a, a sign that just said, I like Dave. And like people took the sign and ripped it apart and all this shit. Jesus. Anyways, man, welcome to Here for the Truth. Yeah, let's do it. I love it. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I appreciate it. Nah, bro. It's 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 a pleasure to have you here, man. Um, tell us, bro. Like, what's what, what's a little bit of, of your backstory? How did you begin to wake up to all this shit? Like, I mean, how long have you been acting for? And were you kind of sitting in the in the middle or the left for a while before you started realizing what was going on? Well, uh, yeah, wow. Um, you know, I've been, I fell into acting in 2000 in college mm -hmm. because, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And, and I was like, well, I love history and I, and I love working with kids. So let me do a history major. And I was, I was right in the middle of that before I, I took a class, Black Action Theater, that just kind of threw everything, all my plans out the window. And uh, yeah, in 2000, I was like, all right, well, let's go gung-ho is something I actually really enjoyed the process of it just as much as the final product. Right. So, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit, uh, 2004, actually last Sunday was 17 years exactly of me coming into the, into town, wow. uh, to chase this thing, you know, it was acting dream. Um, and you know, I came in here, I had my issues of just like not knowing 
where to start, but then like partying a lot and all this stuff going down. And it wasn't until it was funny, right? Because it wasn't until like probably 2011 where I met like a homie that I grew up actually in my hometown, but we didn't meet till we were out here, hometown outside of Chicago. And he started kind of hitting me, you know, dropping knowledge about things. And I'm just, it actually started freaking me out because I was like, they know I know now. Oh my God, my life's over. So it was like a point to, I was so caught up in, in, in uh, damaging myself through drugs and alcohol. And it was like, uh, I, I used to sleep all day and like stay up all night because I didn't want to be caught or whatever it was, right? Just kind of starting to get freaked out because like, I think when you start waking up to things and especially living in LA, you, you start everything, you start to see the, the uh, manipulation in such a, uh, a stereo version, if you yeah. will, like. The, the, the billboards are saying something like you can't drive down Santa Monica through uh, West Hollywood without seeing exactly what they're trying to sell there. You know, um, yeah, it's like an, in they live with the glasses all of a sudden, once, once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, so, so then in 2013, I got sober for the first time and that's when um, I truly started to uh, wake up to what was happening and what I was happening with me because a part of quote unquote, what seeing what was happening was I believed so much of, so many lies for so long and, and try to make my world match with things that I, I truly looking back, didn't believe in my heart, but was told so much over and over. You have to kind of start to go down the road, especially if you're in this group, uh, that theater, you know, actors, all this stuff. Um, and then where I came from, but, um, you know, I was sober for 19 months, went out for five months. Cause I didn't, cause I thought I did my homework and I was done. And, uh, Luckily, it was only five months. And when I came back, it was five years ago. Uh, March was five years now. That's when I, I, I slowed down in the process of recovery and really went deep into the truth of like what, how I worked and why I responded in this way through, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, uh, emotional issues, past traumas, all this, that, and the other. And it really helped me um, clear the way, but it had me just because of my nature, I believe, like want to know more about truth and so that took me to the bible and as it took me to the bible it got me closer to god and instead of just higher power it was god like and it was something that i could tangibly like express in my life and uh then last year as i said in the bio last year happened and these lives weren't just academic anymore you know they weren't just like oh theoretically blah 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 and, and if you never lived in a community or decide to read outside of the news reports you you wouldn't have no idea about these issues that have persisted for a long time and now people are dying over these lies as well as losing their business and their life yeah i'm like nah i was like i couldn't and and in hollywood is just i mean they they perpetuate it you know they, they, they spread it out through every media and it just i don't know it just was something that last summer just i, I couldn't i couldn't really be quiet anymore you know I guess the best way I can say it. Yeah. 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 How um, like as you started speaking out more and having let's say different views than uh, the majority of people in Hollywood, um, uh, what uh, what what was what was your experience? Uh wow. Um, you know, because it, it it happened in stages, right? Because it happens with your close family and friends first, because that's who you first, that's who you talk to. So moving out here uh, on with just myself and, and my best friend that I've known since we were 17, like he, he grew up in Nebraska, so he was conservative. So like where I was going, it was, 
it was fun. And and I always say there's a difference. Like I didn't know for a while he was conservative, but he never judged me for being a wacko lefty at the time, right? And that that uh, that uh, a grace isn't usually given the other way around. And so when I started going like that, I still had you know him there and like his family were cool, but people that I've known out here for 15 years of being out, you know, 15, 16, now 17 years of being in LA, like it was nothing, you know? Um, and, and now I'm fine with it, but at the time it sucked because it's like, man, I looked after your kids, dude. You know who I am. Yeah. You know, now you're mm -hmm. believing the stuff that TV tells you to believe. Like I'd never changed. In fact, I saw you supported me getting better with, from my issues that most people, you know, that a lot of people can't. So um, those things started happening when I started getting, uh, I started getting louder. Um, my first, the first rally I ever went to in Beverly Hills, I'm walking down Rodeo and, you know, peacefully protesting. And a black lady comes working at Juicy Couture, comes out uh, with a, there's a customer standing right behind her, right behind her. And as I turn my head, as she opens the door, she screams and calls me a coon. And I'm sitting there going, and and me, I like to to, to like, especially because people were there. I'm like, wait, what'd you say? What was that? No, say it again. You're brave. I'll let let the world know who you are. But you know, as I'm, you know, I look back on it days after, and you're like, damn, man, like, would she be okay if she had a kid, a son, and because of what he thinks, another person of the same skin color, especially with all the pro black stuff, they try to throw around. Like, how would she feel about that? You know, um, and then family members, kind of thinking what they think and, and everyone having an opinion. Um, then with the industry, I started getting stuff on Instagram. Like, does he even, does he remember he's Liberian? Does he know he's black? Um, you know, uh, well, you'll never work again in the industry. And, and to be honest with you, again, last summer with everything I've seen, I, I started disconnecting from the industry last year because I was sick of the lies that, like, that was being spread here. And then at the same time, them them like hang into the violence to me you know when you're hearing these artists having having a, 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 a what is it bail fund for people burning down these poor black neighborhoods like like no nope sorry i'm done now you know because it's they they're, they're just flaunting it in a way where it doesn't feel like you have to scream into the wall and say look i see what's happening it's now it's like it's out there and people don't want to see it now like i, I can't even like What's what's more than death and, and, and fire and destruction and death? Yeah. You know, so this it was it was it was um it was interesting to watch. Uh then I noticed that, you know, organizations like Los Angeles Times, uh, you know, they started to they started to slander my name, saying like you know, we shut down Dodger Stadium uh uh when they were doing their the vaccines over there and and we didn't. The LAPD even said we didn't do anything. They still ran with the articles three days later, had me right on the cover. Actor, radical, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, when I got raided by the FBI, they're right there, dropping off. Actor raided, trigger you actor, da, you know, everything that I, I you know, was doing and that, that they, you know, I saw was like, they try to use that it was something special for me into a negative. And it's, by then though, at this point, I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, well, I know what's happening, but it was just, it was uh, it was it was wild, but not surprising because, like, mm. you know, if you pay attention, you know that's what they were gonna do. Yeah, man, the 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 truth sounds like terror to a state that's built on lies, bro. Right? Oh, tell me yeah. about it, man. 
the the amount of censorship that we're seeing, um, and and me- we mentioned briefly in there about the finding out from Judicial Watch, I was on this list, and you mentioned uh, my friend Samita. It was actually you can go back. It was since September seventeenth of twenty twenty that we were on this list, and it was from her page off Instagram. But it was a video that featured myself and another friend standing there. But it was a still on page 20 of these 540 page documents of us being like, ah, doing a recall against Gavin Newsom. So it was the Secretary of State's office, the bought like literally an employee of the governor, yeah, authorizing based off of, of a recall event of the person having us right there. And you're watching this going, wow, man, like. That's where we're at to know that that's been happening. I found that out in February. So mm-hmm. there were six months there where it's like, wow, these people have been, and me amongst others, of course, and not just me, but it's just watching these, you know, that they, it made the censorship made sense. It's just like that. They were ordered to do this, <laughs> like an old school, you know, socialist government taking over. It was wild. wild. Yeah, bro. Um, the, the 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 illusion won't allow for, for for truth to stay within the system, right? Just, and as we see this continue to unfold, it's just pushing and squeezing out anything that has a resemblance of integrity and wants to wants to hang around, you know? Um, like everything. Yeah. Even like, we were joking about Dave Chappelle and the sign. It's like, see, you see how quickly Dave to myself and my generation is like untouchable. Hmm. And that's, that's black, white, whatever, just because that Dave Chappelle show in 2000, 2001, like that blew people's minds. And, and when he came out, when he comes out and he, I mean, what he did, he walked away from $50 million and people said everything you could say about this man that did something for his integrity and came back with that level of respect because that doesn't happen here. And especially in the industry, $50 million, right? People talk after they took the money. A lot of times they don't talk before, they don't make a move before, and you see how quickly they turn because now the thing that is used in order to, uh, you know, enact control over individuals, which is this new transgender movement, now, oh yeah, all the stuff that he's done isn't worth it, and to be honest with you, I'm happy it's happening so that people can truly see everything from that side is evil, everything. Yeah. Not some of it, not no, all of it. it. It stems from an evil place of separation of human beings. Nope not buying into it now look dave dave said his opinion see how quickly this revered man is is you know their netflix cuties netflix cares okay all right that's right right no 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 one gave a shit when they were you mean promoting uh, promoting what is basically yeah pedophilia um that that's the that's the thing that man that's the thing that gets me dude it's like that you know these people came outside to, to, to left work. There's people that can't work. They left work because a comedian is saying something they've deemed a certain way. But we have 800,000 kids trafficked every year, not a word. When I was, you know, and that's really what turned me into having to get loud was going to the Save the Children's rally last summer and or, or summer of 2020 and realizing I've never seen anyone march or give this much of a shift for children yeah you know and, and then <laughs> well, ironic thing was uh, I, I i'm on the first episode of ratchet uh ryan murphy's show that's on netflix and the week that premiered i was in, i was in a rally 
to march on Netflix because of cuties. And like, I'm doing like a speech in front of Netflix and across the street is the billboard with the ratchet, like promotion there. And I'm like, you know, like, nah, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? And I did that, I did that project in 19, but it's like, you're sitting there, you're looking at this and it's like, it just, it just reminded me how like gross the industry has become. Yeah. That I had to like this, different signs guys show me like yeah man this made sense that you decided to do something different and go a different way and use the skill sets that i've given you and that you've cultivated in this industry in order to do something good with it you know um yeah man well it it sounds like you shifted out of you mean the the self that was constructed by society and and the self that you had externally identified with and you realize that it's so much more important and integral for me to discover the self within and yeah. why, why wouldn't I be comfortable in my first home as opposed to, you know what I mean? This, this system that's crumbling anyway, and my identity and all my social structures are, structures are going to crumble along with it um, oh, as oh, it man. falls down. And I think that that's, that's the pain really that everyone that is living inauthentically is beginning to experience and in deeper yes. and more profound ways as this goes on. Well, you know, and at that same time, like, because one of the biggest things if I can impart on to anyone, man, like, that fear of losing that falsehood mm. isn't real. Like, yeah. it, I was to say it not. It isn't real. The fear is real for you, but but the consequences you think may come from it, nah, man, it isn't real. The freedom, the the like you said, being in that uh, that original home, yeah. Like <clears throat> when I got you know getting sober, I started. I remember after year two, started thinking, I haven't felt this free since I was a, a, a senior in high school. And I'm 41, you know, and at the time, I think it was like, uh, you know, it's 36. And it's just like, or no, sorry, 30, 38. And I'm just like, man, that's what this brings you, you know? And that for me, my journey was that to start to get there. But when you start getting out of the, the falsehoods that you, you know, believe about yourself, some, you know, from outside world, but a lot of times you hold on to yourself from yourself, man, that freedom, oh, that yeah. ability to feel like you're sitting in that, in that that nice car for the first time and you just it's everything's running right like that everything's smooth the road's open it's not that big of a deal you're getting all the lights like that's that's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you uh like so if anyone's scared guys like lean into it i promise you i i'm willing to put everything i've ever loved on the line on this that it would be worth it. i promise you that's where it starts man you know you got to find that freedom within yourself first and you know we talk about doing inner work all the time it's a big part of our lives big part of this show and it's like you know i think that's the problem is like you have people that are running out there getting swallowed up by the crowd rah 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 and it's like how much of the inner work have they done because they don't know what it's like to be an individual so when in that sense you know and so it's easier to get swallowed up by crowd consciousness in that regards of course and we, and you know, it's funny you say that because that's something that after the election, you started seeing a lot, even on the conservative side, because they were caught up in the excitement of, you know, the election and what it could have meant, right? And they, the celebration we were all preparing for. Um, and to see some behaviors that have come from that, it's very clear that there's still um, their own personal journeys that they have to really look at, right? Because of course, not- man, it happens on both sides, dude, you oh, know, yeah. for sure. And it's not just about the likes. It's not just about, you know, the followers, uh, comments on your stuff. It's like, I believe we're at a time right now in human history that you can, 
you can go towards something of value. And if you stick with it, it will be rewarded than any other time of, uh, that I've been alive and seen that possibility. So, yeah. man, if, if, if people can like start to trust in themselves and that power, like you'd be surprised what new, new kind of existence you've just created for yourself that you never thought or, or thought that it wasn't you, it was someone else, even though you felt it could be, you know? Um, so take that, take this time now to, to, to revamp your reality. <laughs> we can you know, they've shown yeah. us that it was fake for so long, even if you put most people, I think, believed it in here anyway. Yeah. They just didn't have enough others, right, to feel strong enough to go, yeah, you're right. This is not yeah. bullshit, huh? <laughs> like, let's let's create our own path. That's what America's about. Create your own destiny, your own reality, guys. and Spread that beacon of light throughout the world. Like, let's go. That's I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree, man. And the window of opportunity to, to do that and lean into authenticity. I feel like the ground has never been more fertile for us to do that because everything is so exposed at the moment. Right. So it's really yeah. like this, this is the crossroads for the last, however long it's been where we can really pick a new path. We can decide to live a life and choose work and career that is com in complete alignment with our morals and values. And we no longer have to live this, this tiptoe between two worlds anymore, you know? Well, you know, it's funny. I always say if, if kids, if the kids can get 2.1 million views on Insta or on YouTube for opening toys, and now they have college funds before they're eight, like, I think it's, it's about access to finance guys. And we live in a time where we, everyone has a television in their pocket. Look, I'm on a phone right now doing this. Yeah. You know, and so to be able to, the world is run on media. That's the world we exist in. So to be able to find kind of how you fit within that whether it's supporting and 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 you know getting the information out there that way or being the information you need to get out there it's like wow you know this is the time the citizen journalist citizen entertainer uh um this is the time for us to to, to grab a hold of these these uh these app these platforms and release that grip of the middleman right yeah it's showing to be government more than anybody ever support independent media everybody okay yeah <laughs> there you go there you go Hey, I want, to, I want to ask you, what was the atmosphere and the vibe like on January 6th being there? Man, I'll be honest with you, every single Trump rally I've ever gone to, including the ones where we had Antifa across the way trying to start fights, including the ones where Antifa got involved, like the 6th, because we know now uh, that there's evidence of that. Um, everything was always very much about love and support, and I've never, I never felt safer than at a Trump rally, to be honest with you. Uh, I say to everyone, even especially after the FBI raided my home, I'm like, you've never seen me with any type of protective gear on. Yeah. See me in a t-shirt and some pants, maybe a jacket if it's super cold, like it was on the sixth. But you never see me like that because that's not. I've never felt in those environments safer, or uh, never felt like unsafe, or you know that I was in danger. You know, um, so for me, it was a normal rally of, hey, we're here. We're just gonna hear our, our voices heard. Let's see what they're going to say. If they're going to add in anything different than I've heard, like for the last month about uh, with the numbers, kind of, but not really. Um, and yeah, it, it was just, it was, it was cool, man. And like when, when I went back to, when I went back to right after the speech and I went back to the hotel right next to the Freedom Plaza and I was just going to chill out because it was too cold. I was like, all right, you guys can go walk. And I take off my boots. I turn on the TV because I wanted to see how they were going to frame this because I'm like, everyone's chilling and it had this ominous sound you know it was kind of like it's there was blood and blah blah, blah. i'm like they're lying 
pop on my shoes and head down there. And like from anyone knows where the Freedom Plaza is from that today, the state, the Capitol uh, building is about, about almost two miles, about a mile and a half. But as I'm walking down, there's people just kind of like, like, you know, it's just like any other rally, people going and coming. I'm like, hey, is it over? Like, no, nah, people are still there and they're meandering back. Uh, when I get, as I get closer, it's just the energy again of that positivity. Uh, I get close to where the scaffold was and I see this huge American flag sitting over, uh, over top and everyone like, as this one woman comes to interviews myself and, and uh, MAGA Hulk had, we had bumped into each other and a few other guys that we've done like, you know, some, some podcasts together. And then this woman interviewed us and, and then it broke out into the national anthem. We're singing, we're singing that. It was just like, that's, that's what it was. That was a feeling. And then you, you get up by the front, you see, you know, people just meandering back and forth. You smell the, the pepper spray that was in the air. So that was there. And for the most part, you just see the SWAT cops just standing there. You know, and everybody's just kind of walking around doing whatever, taking photos and <laughs> taking videos. And you see the one of the door, the doors were open. People were walking in like they were going into a festival. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a violent takeover or anything. It yep. was cops standing right there. Hey, you know, so even so when I remember when I was leaving, <laughs> I'm walking away. And one of the things that really blew my mind, I look over to, to my right as I'm coming down the street the sidewalks and no cars had been messed with at all. Like no damage to anything at all on like, like public property or, you know, a private property. There were no, and I was just like, huh, so different than those peaceful protests as they're standing with flames going up behind them being like, it's been mostly peaceful. <laughs> and you're like, looking at, you're looking at this and you're like, ah. and I remember making that statement to some random like family that was walking. They're like, yeah, right. And then we were just laughing about that. And yeah, that was, that was it. It wasn't, mm -hmm any type of a deal or anything like it, it didn't feel yeah. like anything crazy or ominous or, or like I did I did believe going there that everyone that went there they were the cameras that were going to be the uh, opposite the vibe that was going to come out I believe that 100% I believe that was the last thing that as the citizens or supporters of the president that we were like kind of asked to do was be there just to be the truth because we see how quickly they went and started saying things and how yeah. quickly, even the week following week, Nancy Pelosi and the uh, Congress tried to pass a resolution to call MAGA a terrorist. That means they wanted to come and then they would have been able to grab everyone up, including me without 14th Amendment. So I, I, you know, even my video I put up that day, it was taken down by Instagram that had exactly what I was doing there and everything. Yeah. They took, they took this stuff down day of. So they knew what they were doing to get this ready for everyone to then be demonized and claim that, you know, like how, how obvious is this shit, man? Like, it's so freaking obvious. Like it just, I don't like how, how, how can someone live in such dissonance and not, and not recognize the illusion that, that is being perpetuated upon them? Like it's, well, you know, it's, it's, it's comfort, right? We've gotten comfort. So comfort breeds complacency and, one of the biggest things I always say this, like I, like I grew up extremely liberal in a liberal town and having a conversation with my mom and, and family members, like she'll say something like, well, why were they going there to, they were going there to, to uh, overturn an election. And I'm like, your son was there. I've told you what it was and you're still repeating the same thing. Yeah. That's not why anyone was there. Not, not anyone that I knew that the, you know, other Trump supporters, that's not, we weren't there to go there and start flipping tables to overturn anything. Yeah. So 
when she's repeating that, and I go, and she's like, well, I'm like, you're repeating it in this way of like, you've already been told they're the bad guys. And what I'm trying to tell you is that that, that they are the bad guys includes me. So if you don't believe it, with the evidence I've shown you, because I sent her my video of what I was doing there, with the evidence I showed you, and you believe that I'm not a bad guy, yet you're still parroting the same language, it's because it, it's easier to. And that's and this this is not like the, the awakening has been way shorter than the than the brainwashing. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's yeah. why it makes more sense to me why it's hard for people to see it because you see it by how they lash out at. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and the, and the harder they lash out, the deeper they're in it. But you, to me, the lash out is there is something wrong and they can't, their ego's in a way for them to like start to look within just to help themselves because they don't know. They're just sitting there. Argh! Yeah, man. I, I think there's a, I think it's a Freud or Jung quote where it goes, it's easier to judge than to think. Yeah. You, you know, so it's just like the, the energy and the time and introspection and the, you know, the, the need to hold space within yourself to, to grapple with ideas, to grapple with contradictions that exist within you, you know, not everyone has the psycho-emotional capacity to do that, you know, or the desire, or even the awareness that that's a thing that's, that can even be done, you know, so, and like, we all do it in our own ways, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm this, you know, enlightened, holier-than-thou person, but especially what we see what's going on in the world is just like, it's just so easy to point the finger. Well, you know, it's crazy, because I, I thought, you know, 2020, uh, there was so much, and I'm sure you guys have hit on this new, like numeretic, new, new, I can't say the word. Uh, Numerologically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there was just so much there. I'm like 2020. That's, that's I, a guy who wears glasses. That's supposed to be clear vision. Yeah. They yeah. were at the same time. Uh, everything slowed down. So for my time in, in, in recovery, they always say, take a pause. The, the first reaction isn't the truth. Your first thought about it usually isn't the truth. Take a pause. Then as I got deeper into God, is that pauses so you can have a moment for God to come in and, and help you in that moment. So I'm looking at this time, and I think what it really did was it really it forced people on the side that they had they had either their soul calling or they just they've they've been like bought into because those who decided to lock themselves down for the entire time to 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 buy into everything that's been saying, they came out and they look worse, they felt worse, they were more angry because they've been told the other side didn't then those who decided to say, look, I'm going to live. They've shit. I learned to play the guitar in ways that I've always wanted to since I was seven years old, man. Yeah. That's the, that, kid, yeah. that kid was, that kid was, 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 uh, you know, his, his dream was quenched, you know, uh, doing more riding bikes all around town. Like, so now I'm like, I became like one of those riders for a second. Like you gave you a sense, a chance to like explore and really, try to see who you are as this human being and the other side did but that's because of the ideology is inherently anti-human again evil yeah so it's like watching people who folded into it now and yes i see why they're so mad i get it i'd be pissed off too everything's yeah. opposite humanity opposite sun what darkness <laughs> you know not, not not health but injections like not natural but but synthetic like okay yeah i get it i get it yeah dude yeah, real quick, I just want to bring this up because you brought up numerolo numerology in 2020. So on January 1st of 2020, yeah. before this all happened, I posted on my Instagram page. I said, may the year 2020 and this new decade bring us all more clarity of vision to see how our social engine engineers conspire to keep humanity diseased, distracted, disempowered, and dysfunctional. Wow. Ooh. So that, that, was, that was pre-COVID. 
I was pretty, dude. That was January for, cause the, all because of the, the numerology, the 2020. I was like, oh, clear vision. And, you know, when you go down the rabbit holes and you explore like history and in a different way than what's presented to you on the mainstream media, you know, you, there's certain things that you know and you see and there's certain agendas at play and there's certain things that are happening, you know, especially for someone who's been more focused on the alternative health side or healthcare and, and just like seeing how there's corruption between pharma and the government and the allopathic medical system, et cetera, et cetera. So that was kind of my main avenue in, avenue in like 15 years ago. But anyways, I just, yo. when you said that, I was just like, man, like I, I always tap myself on the back. I was like, yo, this is my, this is my quote that I did on yo. January 1st. I was going to say, so you're, you were a conspiracy theorist just until January 1st, 2021, huh? Yeah, but that's it, bro. That's it. Conspiracy theorist until today <laughs> yo real quickly man real quickly sorry oh yeah. then kobe died right like two weeks later yeah, he, yeah. He died. kobe died on january 26th yeah because it was the weekend of my birthday I was well, it was also the weekend i did uh there was the day i did uh somatic freedom which is one of my like men's workshops that i do which is all deep body work it was that day we found out at lunch we came back and yeah. it was a Sunday. crazy it was a Sunday. Well, yeah well that might yeah. Spain. That was a beautiful weekend. Uh, it was wild. Dude, so why has freedom become this dirty word? You know, like even John Stewart recently, it was going around like he had he was doing like some kind of talk. And in the back, the graphic said the problem with freedom or something like that. Like, <laughs> what? Well, you know, it's it's uh it's again, it's all about good and evil to me. And evil has to have the ultimate part that God has promised us was freedom, right? And so they have to bastardize it. And they've, they've started since, I, you know, we were kids, bro, right? So it started with uh, things, certain things like Thanksgiving. Oh, well, you know, America being what it was, we can't really truly celebrate Thanksgiving, which is the phrase Thanksgiving is throughout the Bible. It's literally a, a biblical holiday within the sense of like what we're doing we're, and we're celebrating it from a uh, humanitarian standpoint. And that's that's the, you know, the edifice of this. Right. So when you sit there and you're like, oh, you start breaking down the things they broke down, it went from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays. Christmas is about Christianity. They worked hard to remove God away from us. As you move, move God away, that idea of freedom then becomes more of an abstract idea. Right. It's become something that others can decide what it is, good or bad, because God isn't the foundation anymore. God isn't the isn't the the tether point is a point where you can go all over here and think all this stuff and have fun. And he pop back to, well, you know, but it's this. And since that I watched that lived in it. I mean, I grew up a Baptist, got baptized and everything. My grandfather is a pastor of a main church in Liberia. And by 12 or no, by 14, 15, myself and where I grew up was like, ah, God's not real. It's OK. By 19, I could tell you all the reasons why the Bible and Christianity is full of shit, you know, and that it doesn't really help anyone. So there was something going on, whereas the removal of that part that literally the Constitution in America is founded on. Like, there's no maybe, it's kind of, it's founded on Christianity. That's it. That's the core, that's the base. When you, as you destroy that, then you can go into, well, you know, America's this since two, you know, since this amount of time, America's that, America's that, America's that. So as you break down, now you break that down, we don't have any, you don't teach it in schools and you just teach the negative. Kids are coming out not understanding what, like what's the basis of this country? Where does it come from? Movies, TV, uh, colonizers. Now we make it fun and it's kind of funny, right? We make, oh yeah, it's, it's 
So like they put it in so many different ways. They do it like intellectually. So they bang it in your head as a kid and like you can't want anything else. Then they do it in the media. So it softens the blow and it becomes more of a natural uh, it becomes an, a, an emotional movement, right? Like, that's just how you move. Like, you, you think America's cool? Oh, <laughs> like, before you even know why you think it's bad, you're yeah. just moving with the culture. And so when it hit in on so many points, schools, the culture, media, all this, like, it's hard for people even to rem- to understand why they don't like the country, that the only country they'll most likely ever live and die. People right? don't understand they- 80% of the things they think. <clears throat> and then when you press them, because the response that they're taught and this is a Marxist thing. This is straight up rules for radicals, uh, Saul Linsky. You look, when you push on them, their response is to, and they say it. I don't say it. They say it. You shot them down. Shot them down. It starts with shot them down and then shut them down. We've been, that's been going on for about a year and a half. Then we shut them down. Then we end up shutting them out. Yeah. Right. And so shut them out can be a lot of different ways. Well, right now we're experiencing where people can work or can't work. Shut them out is we have four different camps here. I know they have a camp in Australia where it's like people for to be safe zones for this thing. That's shut them out of society. And we remember what happened last time they started doing that across the world. So uh, it's it's their tactic. They've done it throughout history. They they have the big widest reach they've ever had in order to get it done. Yeah, well, we we all let the the greatest weapon of mass delusion into our living rooms. Right, and then yeah. they, we, 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 as Jason Christoph said, we put the town hall into our living room, and then we just plugged in twenty four seven whatever the, the state wants to wants us to believe. Well, you know, one one thing that about that that um that hits me just looking at like the internet and what we have, like what we're doing now, is such a new tool to humankind. Mm-hmm. And I believe what happened when you look at how Facebook, Instagram, all these places have worked, and what is birthing now, like just this show, for example. The new tool in human history usually has disastrous, (laughs) great, great upsides with some disastrous stuff in between because people are just trying to figure out humans. We're like, we're, you know, hairless monkeys at a lot of times, right? We're just trying to figure a lot of those things out, right? And so as we we sit there in this way of trying to figure out this tool, we've seen a lot. It started out with just a bunch of fun and then, you know, evil got a hold of it. And now we're sitting there, it got nasty and people just accepted that. But look what is happening once we get it back to the human to the uh, you know kind of the humanitarian standpoint from this from you from a humanistic view. Hmm. We're having now conversations like this that we weren't having a year and a half ago, right? Where people more people are in, looking for independent ways to create. We're we're starting our own new Hollywood, if you will. Um, these things now we can see the true value of it because as lazy humans, we allowed them to tell us what it was supposed to be. And that push, that 2020 push, it got a lot of people woken up. It got a lot of things happening that wasn't happening pre-2020 that we needed to happen. There's no doubt about that. Does it feel like within you, like intrinsically that, you mean, we we, we reiterate this a lot, but I mean, things had to get this bad. Things had to become this obvious. It had to go to this extent, right? Because, I mean, it certainly feels that way for me feels like we would have been just cruising along in delusion otherwise if we didn't get uncomfortable i mean definitely brother like again i always like everything that's happening to my journey in recovery because all the things that on paper other people would think was bad enough to get me to stop drinking they weren't Mm. (laughs) crash cars the amount of money for lawyers the the stays in prison and jail like 
all that stuff, the ruined relationship, friendships, opportunity, all those things, you'd be like, oh, that, wake up, man. No, right? It's it's an argument with a crackhead. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Yeah. It's an argument with a crackhead that had you go, I'm arguing with a crackhead in my life right now. What the heck is going on? Something has changed. But I needed to go through that before I could get better. So all that other pain wasn't enough. And so then if you expand that out to most, first of all, most people, that's what it is. Everyone has their own rock bottom. Let's expand it out to a, a country and a culture than a world that is just nothing but filled with humans. So we, so the bigger the, the institution, then the, the bigger the fall needs to be in order for us to go, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how it happened. Like the revolution didn't start because it was kind of going bad. It was going bad. And they're like, nope. Nope, let's go. We're going to take on the, the world power. That's yeah. how bad it got for them. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna take a shot at, at, at Goliath, literally, and won. So um, this, this, is a, this is a time that everybody needed to, we had to go through this stuff because we had, look at what we're seeing from the schools to the judicial system to the voting system to elected officials to the police system. Like everything that is, people are like, wanted, we were comfortable in just, as walking dead zombies is going through to the next thing, the schooling, you know, just like everything is being exposed. Everything. It's true. The medical system. Yeah. Everything. And and right and need it. And like you said yourself, your your Osmo, it's like you knew the uh, you know about the corruption in the in the medical medical system. My mom, like that's what her job was. And she knew about that stuff over there. We just kind of kept going. Now people aren't just going anymore. Not in the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That needed to happen. We needed to see this. Yeah, it, it, it can easily feel like Babylon's extending its tentacles, but from one perspective, it's Babylon collapsing under the weight of itself, right? It's Babylon becoming more exposed than ever before. And like, we, it's exactly. so important to recognize that there's always two perspectives here. Yes, um, that is and it's place. not flashy. I think that's the important part because the enemy uses flash because they cannot create. Evil uh-huh. cannot create, so it has to be flashy. It has to be fun and deceitful because it can't create anything new. It can just take yeah. and bastardize yeah, so true, bro. It's, uh, it's crazy. And you know where I found that out in? Lord of the Rings, baby. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> I tell you, our arts is where you where it changes. It's all in that. Cimmerillion. It's crazy. Dude, I, mean, I love the I love the Lord of the Rings. I watched it. I watched it again uh in March when this like started because I was like, all right, what are we up against? <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally did. There it is, right there. Yeah, literally, know. my wife and I, my wife and I, like probably like mid-March. Oh. And then, and then a dear friend of ours, uh, and someone who, you know, we got a lot of respect for David Whitehead. He did a, he did like a four part series, uh, with this woman who's like a psychologist and astrologer. And she got really deep into Lord of the Rings as the, the modern myth of our time, you know, that's, so, what, that's why talking, talking wrote it to be the myth of uh, Europe or uh, England. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is the Silmarillion. If everyone see this. Is oh, that, yeah. That's, uh, that's like the other book, right? Or one of the other books. This is the Bible of the world. So this is where like you find out why things are in the history. And it literally kind of starts like the Bible about the devil being casted out because he was an ass. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, listen, I think this is a good place to to stop part one. Right. Uh, And I want to get into all that stuff. We'll get deeper into all this too. Like even just like the exposure of all these different systems of what you just said, and then we'll just see what we flow. What do you think? Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, to our public audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I mean, this, this the, the, these conversations are so important more now than ever. Um, as we all know, mainstream 
media and mainstream news is collapsing under the weight of its own fuckery in real time right now. It's all mass delusion and illusion. So more than ever, if you if you feel inclined to support independent media, we'd love to see you on the other side at our members Patreon community. Um, and love you guys and wish you all the best to our members. We'll see you shortly with Siaka on the other side. Yes. Yo, to our members, welcome back to the second half where things always get juicy. Um, we had our community. Is that the code? I take my shirt oh, off. Shit, take dude, off. Oh shit! Oh shit! Is that what we're doing? Since the shirt off section? No. no. Okay. Yo, that's why. That, yo, that's why when you were on January sixth, bro, while you said you don't you don't wear any like crazy gear, dude. They they came after you because of those guns, my man. Oh, you already had the guns. Oh man, I didn't register them. The, the, yeah. This register. This was number two on the Constitution. I didn't think I had to register these. I didn't think I had to. This part of God gave me this one, man. Shit, they didn't. The government don't got no right on these. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you you need a license for those in Australia, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they probably got to turn that shit in in order to get like what uh, toys or something. What are they doing out there? Uh, like uh, gun for toy uh, buyback. Uh, oh man. Yeah, bro. What's going on um, with that? That was crazy. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I was like, they're like buyback. It was like, it's a good idea. And then a year later, like violent crimes didn't go down, and people were getting stabbed more. You're like, oh well, hey, there you go. Oh yeah, the, 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 there's no doubt that um, we're, we're being taken advantage of based on the fact that we don't possess firearms um, in in that kind of way. There's no doubt about that, and that, that's I think that's the one thing that is um, impending them from actually going as hard as they want to go on, in the US. Really? Oh yeah. And it's, it's just a slow, slow thing. They're trying to filter in all the all the propaganda around that now and then you know what i mean yeah. they're gonna pull what they try to pull but hopefully you know what i mean um that that moment of resistance comes before then it, oh it's coming it's i mean it's already here just the yeah. example of us doing a show like this and the end of, of multiple shows that I've, I've done or been a part of it's it's already here right yeah. and when they say they always used to say the uh, revolution won't be televised and while part of it is kind of the deeper stuff that we talked about before you know recording and stuff is happening that it isn't televised yes so i wanted to shut down the churches yeah that's where it happens hey speaking of i saw yesterday trump launched his own social media network or is putting it out there did you say that oh, yeah. platform yeah yeah that's that's gonna think? be <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> This dude, you know, love him or hate him, like he's he's a cat, he's a true capitalist, and I think all we can, well, well, the biggest thing that anyone can learn from it is like, look, you take every opportunity in this country while it still persists to mm. create, you know, jump on it. He's got the name recognition, he's got the infrastructure. It to me would have been silly if he didn't do it. With it makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Makes yeah, sense. so we need this. We need that. You know, uh, we need the the counter. We need the other side of of this overarching propaganda machine i mean it's so sick you can't watch anything man i only watch like anime now and podcasts yeah you know <laughs> I feel like that's it and, and, and anime you know and from all levels right you always have to deal with the crazy yeah ah, you know but it's a hilarious and but the characters are, are are solid characters that you can follow and have whatever you feel for them like that's what storytelling is storytelling is just to tell you about what like how good the country or how bad the country you live in is and how bad your skin color is and how bad your sex is and how in danger you are as a woman or how in danger you are because of your skin color. No, stories are supposed to inspire is the reason why I drove away from home mm. to, 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 to try to be able to be a part of that inspiration. 
And you know what that is, man, because they're, they're trying to disconnect us from our personal stories as well, because this incarnation, whatever this existence is that we're living, it's deeply connected to a mythic journey that is so unique to us and so personal yes. to us, right? And by disconnecting us from our own hero's journey, they're disconnecting us from our potential, from living these fulfilling lives connected mm. to God, connected to ourselves, connected to nature. You know what I mean? Re recognizing that we're here for something beyond just existing in this matrix, right? Dude, and, and it's so great that you say that because... I, again, I've been experiencing this more in the last year of my life than I ever had. Yeah. I come to find out, like I told you, I mentioned before about my grandfather being a, a pastor over in Liberia, where we're from, the, in the main church. Um, and getting sober allowed me to do more, more than, than I've ever wanted to do in acting. You know, they say life bigger than you, you know, beyond your dreams. And doing more work in acting than got me to do a job back in my home country that I hadn't been back to since I was three years old. Right. And now I'm, I'm doing a scene in the church and I'm looking up and the plaque says my uncle, my grandfather's name right there. Wow. And now this year has been, you know, speaking out more, all this, that, and the other. My mom then tells me that for the first time in my life, she goes, Yeah, your grandfather used to speak out against the government on the pulpit. So much so that they told him, Stop. He said, Nope. And back and then there, it wasn't like here in the US where they just cancel you. It was, she was like, yeah, and they were killing off the, the opposition supporters and even killed off the opposition leaders. Wow. My grandfather still wouldn't stop speaking from the podium. So when they try to remove us from our own hero's journey, as we see them try to tear down statues and say the past is just bad, by removing the past from us too, then we don't know about the journey part. That is also part of our hero's journey, to know that that's where I come from. I'm not just in the wind now. It's like, this is literally in my blood. Like I have to stand up because it's genetically a part of me. And it, it is, it is, it is genetically a part of you. Um, and right. this, is, this is, this is the perfect opportunity. Um, so in numerology, in the esoteric system, yeah. um, you're a five, right? And, but particularly you're, you're represented by in the tarot, the five of swords, which is this card here, right? <laughs> and bro, okay. this is this guy against the world, man. The five of swords. <laughs> The Five of Swords, bro, is literally like they're very thorny characters. They're people that are persistent. Yeah, I write thorn. This down. <laughs> no, no, I can't, we can't let this down. I need, I need, to, I need to be able to go with you. Podcast, no, we right? could just send you the recording clip of this oh. part, but don't worry about it. No, yeah, I, sorry, I need to write it down and it becomes more net. No, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Damn great point. This is being recorded, huh? Damn. I'm sorry, guys. Don't be so sorry, you, bro. I love it. No, this is awesome. We'll, we'll go. We'll, 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 bro, I'll send you everything. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait, hold on, baby. In case, in case everything's shut down and we can never do this again, man. I need this right now. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, wow. Now writing it seems ridiculous, but go ahead. Yes, as you were saying. <laughs> right. Basically, the, the five of swords, man. This is a dude that's a persistent thorn in in in, in the side of, of of these kind of structures, bro. This card is all about handling conflicts. It's all about making your opinion clear. Um, being wow. straightforward, standing firm despite contravention, despite controversy, knowing wow. when to speak up, bro, not being afraid of conflict, not easily feeling defeated, um, wanting to have the last word because you know it's the right word. So there's wow. no coincidence, man, that you're, you're seeing things through, through this filter because from my perspective, this is what you came here to do. This is what you came here to embody. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> Wow. That's the kind of stuff like you hear that and like it, it, all these pieces just start to connect even more, right? It, yeah. it, 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 
And wow. that's, the beauty, that's the beauty of all this, man, is that we're able to get these confirmations as to the fact that there is something divine happening in, in, yes. in, in our existence, right? There is something yes. deeper. And that's what they're trying to remove from us, right? It's the removal of the divine. It's the removal of God. It's they're trying to disconnect us from our essence. Yep. And as when you do that, then they can tell us just like they remove the history. Like you say, then they tell us what our story is. Yeah. Instead of us experiencing it and and going out and finding out, you know, a man's per man, man is supposed to go out there and find their purpose. Instead, yeah. they're trying to tell us what our purpose is so that we can't connect to that divine. Yeah. And usually then it's harder to find that spouse who is connected as divine and then takes us to that next journey of life. The next journey of life is to be partnered in a partnership. And it's something that I've been learning in the last five, six years. Yeah. Before it was just like, oh, well, get people off your back and just kind of do something. But at the same time, it was something that was deep in my core, but I couldn't, culturally, it wasn't like being a reaffirmed, right? And now when you shift your perspective into the things that, you know, I, I believe matter, you start to see that in that realm as well. Like, man, I've, I've done the single thing. I'm good. I know what it's like. Okay. Like the next logical step in life is this. And when you're culturally told it has to be perfect in that you allow yourself not to truly go through the experience of that partnership. Yeah. Which is by nature, what God intended us to be. Yeah. And, <laughs> so you know, we also, adventure. yeah, we're also bombarded in so many ways, man. Like, you know, through advertising, through, yeah. through pornography, through all these things, through all these apps. So, oh, you know, I just faced the first moment of discomfort in my relationship. I'm out. Let me swipe right real quick. I'm going to yeah. swipe right again. You know, I don't need to deal with difficulty. I don't need to face my pain because everywhere yeah. I look, there's an opportunity for me to bypass my pain and get drugged up by pleasure. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's because my mom I was talking to her uh, a few days ago about this. Um, we were taught that you're saying like a lot of times, how can't people see this, especially going to public school? We're taught about sex ed, right? If everyone remembers sex ed and sex ed is basically porn ed now in, in, in LAUSD and, and most public schools in California, but we were never taught relationship ed, right? So we're taught what, what holes to put it in, what to put on top of the thing that was going in the holes. And if you get something from going in the wrong hole, then you just do pop this. And if something happens because you went in a hole and you're too young, then you can kill it. But we're never taught like, hey, if you like somebody, these are the things that, you know, men look for. These are the things that women look for. You try to understand the part. No. Imagine, imagine we were taught masculine and feminine polarity at school. Imagine we were taught that. Be, uh, about 95 to 99 percent of our problems wouldn't exist right yeah wouldn't exist i mean it yeah. starts with education man on so many levels you know and then it gets filtered down through the generations too yeah. so it's just like you just have uneducated ignorant broken people who haven't done the inner work and haven't self-educated and just passing that down and laying the foundation over, for the next over. generation until someone comes along hopefully to break the cycle well you know it's it's funny you say that that uh you know i went to I went to a nice school and grew up in a nice area, right? My mom worked hard to do that. You know, I, I my mom did the best she could with the information that was given, and she did better than most, than mm -hmm. most people, let alone most single foreign black women, right? Um, but like one thing she told me once, like my my brother was tested to go into kindergarten at one of these schools. Again, that's a, that's a we we take care of you, we're gonna look out for you. And we got the test back and apparently he failed. So we put him in a lower level than where he was, he was, he was. 
and she wanted to see the test. The teacher said, oh, it's at the headquarters. My mom, being who she was, where she came from, got in the car and drove to the headquarters, right? Uh, got there, and they, she was like, oh, let me see uh, the test. And the, the person that was like, that's weird. The teacher should give it to you, but here you go. So the teacher should have it, which she did. And she was mm-hmm. lied to in order to not have to deal with a parent wanting to know how to educate their kid. Because that's when, once you engage in that, now you're a liar, and I can't trust what you're teaching my child. Mm. And so she says she got the test. She saw she saw that things that were marked that were right were marked wrong, and wording was was meant to be put in there to you know to to confuse the kids. And then she started to tell me as they mentioned like they wanted to put him in special ed. They even wanted to put me in special ed. And she started talking to other single black women in like the city of Chicago because we're in a suburb. Her friends were like, oh, yeah, 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 we put him in there. The teacher said it. That's why. So the teacher said it. It's okay. So you said it starts in education. There is a conscious effort for, you know, to put poor kids, especially, into a lower mental state from jump as soon as they come in because it's financially beneficial and they have to hit their quotas. So you have these people who are, they think they're doing right by the society, but instead they're feeding continuously into the issues that are being caused. That are, are that are out here being caused over and over, and I mean, so many. One kid, one one teacher, black man, told my my mom, "Oh, you should put Siaka in special ed because his friends are there." I mean, I, I've been in honors classes my entire life. After that point, after I left that junior high, because I was like, "All right, I'll take shit seriously now." And then, like, and this guy back in sixth or fifth grade is trying to say this to my mom, and and you know, it, it's. That education has been set up so that if you're if you're not in a certain demographic, and I'm and I mean that from a financial standpoint, just as much of a race standpoint, they're they're setting it up because it's more money for them than oh, and then the narrative is oh, poor black people, you know, or pro, poor uh, you know poor brown people is like oh yeah, you are the school that is putting like withholding education from them so you can get the money to continue to finance the same programs that is withholding education from these people. So whose fault then is it after a while, hmm. right? Yeah. Starts taking down these principals and these and these uh, uh these uh, administrators here in in, uh, in all the school systems, man. And the stuff yeah. that I've learned and found out about with our systems, especially in the schooling system, you just would throw up. I'm sure it's you. Like guys you said, it's another inverted like realm. It's like you got medicaid, uh, medical industry, uh, media, education. Hey. It's just such a it's so deep, man, and this oh. lays such a huge foundation. Yeah, it's gross. But, I mean, like you say, though, man, like, going back to the divine, finding out, like, these things that you have that have been, whether it's 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 been turned against you, your own skill set's been turned against you, so you believe they're evil masculinity, right? Or uh, um, it's stuff that you knew you had, but you were too afraid to let out because in, of fear. Like going back to that, I do believe it's time, it's on us men right now to do this. And so we have to go back into that. Our women are re- relying on us. They're relying on us because at the end of the day, what will what could happen as we go further down is that then they're just they're just like oh. <laughs> they basically become puppy mills because there's no men to stand up for this. Right now they're they're championing, giving people athlete of the year awards for beating chicks up in the octagon we're watching men beat up chicks for money now i grew up in a time where they told me you there's no reason to ever hit a woman now we're celebrating individuals for their delusion as they 
assault a female. So this shit is on us men to you, we got to take we got we got to man because it's 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 us they want to take out then they got the women strapped and it's all about the children. It's all about getting the weakest among us men. So like we have to it's not too hard. Yeah. Right? It's not too hard because what's really too hard is being able to seeing and living in a world what Yeah. We I think we all know and see what happened and then Australia is just they're not even close to where they want to be there. Let's think about as as bad as we've seen shit that go down over there. They're not. That's not even. That's not even an end game for them there. So like, what are we doing, people? You know, like men, we have to stand up. Yeah. So yeah, I want to ask you this, man. You're a. I don't know how you identify yourself. You're a black American, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with the the history and like the love affair with the left that a large percentage of the black community has so and and it seems like more are waking up to like yeah. like the hustle that's been going on for decades but I, I want you to talk about it well so anyone who saw the Dave Chappelle uh, uh stand up recently that last part of it when he was like I'm done right he he finally realized well um I think I realized a long time ago which is they only co-opt the pain to get what they want that's what they've been doing since since they passed that Civil Rights Act in 1965, they, that's, that's when the real switch happened. If everyone looks at it, like I always say, the Black community is the beta, was the beta test group for what they want to do to the rest of America and ultimately the rest of the world. You want to see what it looks like for the state to run the family? I go over there, right? You see exactly what it looks like and the chaos and destruction that we have that is just permeating through there and no one turn, everyone turns a blind eye like it's, oh, that's life. But it wasn't life. So what happened? Well, from my estimation of just what I've researched, you kill off leaders like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Mega Edwards, these main people, right? Then you have these these uh, uh, approved leaders like your Al Sharptons and your Jesse Jackson come along the way and be the face and the voice of these movements where, you know, they wouldn't have even been considered real, right? One thing I always point out, I remember how they would talk about Malcolm X when we grew up in school. Like Martin Luther King was the more what type of guy? MLK was the more peaceful guy and Martin Luther King was the more... Or, or Malcolm X was more more like dangerous, you're saying? Yeah, he was more dangerous, right? When you go back and you look at anything he's saying, Martin Luther, uh, MLK, or, sorry, I keep saying, uh, Malcolm X was just direct. He was direct. He told people, look, be a man. He's, you look back, he wasn't ever, when he was in Nation of Islam as a speaker, you look, he was never involved in anything violent, a threat against the establishment, like their violence directly towards the establishment. He said, any means necessary is men. If your life's on the line, your family's on the line, what means do you, what means is it to you? Any or just some? So they got this thing that is inherently part of what masculinity is. And he spoke on that multiple times that the left is demasculating uh, black men. And yet he's that he was seen as dangerous now as part of the narrative the left pushed on this man. Aggressive. So you remove them. It's sick. You remove them out of the way you co-opt it. Most people don't know. The longest filibuster in history was that Civil Rights Act. Because the Dems didn't want that shit to go through. That was the third Civil Rights Act bill that was brought up by Republicans. The third. They shot down two others within that 10-year span. But we don't know our history. They co-opted. 
then they then they come around then they come around back and they're offering money for uh for you know not for having kids and not having the man around look no you don't need it the thing is the dems will spend on their on their ideology the left the right doesn't the ben, the the left will sit there now and start deploying so many social workers in these poor neighborhoods and go oh well we can you can pay for these kids but the guy can't live here went from three to four nine uh, percent uh, fatherless homes to 80 80 so the love affair you see is the fact that men are in the in the homes to go that's bullshit guys keep moving because these what they've done to put the weight on one side is raising a family Biblically, it's never supposed to be one-sided. It's supposed to be both, the union. You have the weight so that you can do it together. Remove that. Put the weight on one side so they're dealing with not only just the girls, but also the boys. Boys they ultimately won't know how to handle or understand. While their man's gone, they're getting paid. They're getting paid this, but they have the resentment because that's not our nature. We're not supposed to be in this. So they have the resentment. Then Oprah's telling them it's cool to have the resentment. Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Phil Donahue. Not only have the resentment, Talk shit about your man because they ain't shit. Whether what other race and culture talk shit about their men like black women do, you tell me. I'll wait. Right. So they did that for so long. So now you have these young boys who think they ain't shit, being told they ain't shit by the women that they're being raised by, and then have to date women. Told you have to date women who already think you ain't shit. So they, there's no there's no sense of true history that's coming there, and they jump from, oh, civil rights act all the way to slavery, and nothing in between ever happened. Nothing before slave, uh, you know, the end of slavery happened. Even before slavery was a uh, was even a real big thing in the U.S. Uh, was even pointed out, but the media, of course, because evil runs it, keeps up the same thing. They'll show Floyd being killed over and 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 over again, but keep stay quiet about the 173 black people that were shot. Last summer in Chicago, just in a, a two-month span, nothing by each other, well, nothing. So that so that's the love affair is because it's it it's it people have been bought and paid for so much so over and over, and it literally mothers have been bought and paid for in the community more than any others. So now you have a population that is, I think, spiritually has a, a level of spiritual resentment, and and a lot of them don't know where to look. Right, that resentment of everything you, that you see around you, you resent the man who got you pregnant. You resent the boy who's coming up behind because that's the man who got you pregnant and ain't ain't anything. And so, and, we, and we devalue life so much that half of our women do twenty four percent of the abortions every year. Half, half, half. What? Black population have been stagnant since the uh, Roe v. Wade passed. Only time populations have been stagnant is through war or genocide. And this is the most prosperous time in human history. So something isn't making sense. Something isn't working. And it is the message from your Snoop Dogs and right who to put up there as like the, the big people to look up to, your artists, your athletes. Well, any other community, what other community is like, that's the only thing we look at. So they, they've co-opted it. When you remove the men from the homes and you have TV everywhere, that's, you know. And to remove men from the white community by saying the toxic masculinity stuff and drugging everybody up with Ridlin back in the 90s. You know, so now like people are docile in, in this certain way. So they've gone two side chaos on one way, docility from the in the brain on the other, because you're more educated. When you're more educated, then you know better. You don't, you don't, you know, all this stuff. It's 
it, it it's total war, guys. It's total war against humanity. It's not just the left, right. It's the good and evil because it's total war. They come at every angle at the human being and the human existence. Yeah. Every angle. Yeah, man. And, you know, obviously I want to get your take on this, but the whole BLM movement too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I bring it up and it's just uh, eye roll. But, you know, I think it's interesting when, you know, people are out there, especially the white liberals. And this is what I loved about, like, one of Malcolm X's videos that has kind of been yeah. going going around for a while. It's like, yeah. no, the dangerous thing is the white liberal, you know? And, um, and so I think about all these white liberals and it's like Black Lives Matter. They'll get up there, they'll post the black square. They'll go rah, 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 hold a poster. And then it's like what you just said. How many black on black crime deaths are going on in this country? Or even let's bring it more recent. You have a black community, uh, uh, you know, a, a Hispanic community that is way more skeptical, skeptical for taking this jab. Okay. But yep. then they're going to institute and rah, 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 these mandates, a lot of them, which are going to impact the, the communities that don't want this shit. And so you're, yeah, so you're literally instituting the new Jim Crow, you know, you're instituting this segregation that's going to impact anyone choosing not to take part in a global human experiment, but mostly impact these communities that you sit there and go, oh, we're so tolerant and we care about you so much. It's a fucking no, joke. Well, it's because uh, the ideology of leftists is inherently, it's, it's a Marxist system. Karl Marx hated black folks. Let's be real. He hated black folks. And then the same evil people have taken his tactic and the tactic of you use the littlest thing in the community that was hurt and you, ex, you know, exacerbated. Race has been an issue for America. And so they used that part of it and they made it bigger than what it was. And they used a lot of these young, young men, especially young women with the promise of a better tomorrow. Right. They always use the promise of better tomorrow as they're undercutting the history of this country. I've been taking a constitution, biblical constitution class for the last uh, three weeks now. And the things I found out about black folks and, and, and their impact in our country, in our inception and years after that, you can pinpoint a point where they took it out. Woodrow Wilson, 1903, as president of the United States came out with the history book that removed all of the known black uh, his, you know, historical figures from that point earlier. Meaning like how we would look at our the foundations of our country, removed all of them and only mentioned black folks in one picture that looked like a Neanderthal talking about how they're less than anyway. This was a pre- this was the guy who became president of the United States. He was a, uh, and, and, and funny enough, he fits the narrative. He was a professor of Princeton, hmm. Democrat. So, hmm. They've been doing this for a long time, people. This level of, of, of evil, sadistic thinking is not new. They just take individuals, like you know, a lot of people I grew up with who have good hearts and they play on the, the, the love that we have as human beings. They take that, they can't create that love. They can't create it, right? So they take that love we have for each other and they smash it into this, into this like nasty goo crap where then if they'll say, well, then you don't have a heart. But they've used, they systematically been working away so much to remove history from black people in this country that we don't know up from down and think this whole, this only place that in our day-to-day life, it doesn't do that outside of certain areas. And sadly more with our own than anywhere else, because we bought into the hype of this injustice thing that we're, we're dodging. We're looking around. So when something like black lives matter comes, comes uh, on, they use a phrase like black lives matter. Yeah. Duh. 
know. Marxism uses phrases so that you can't, so you cannot counter it with logic. So you can't have a conversation. That's how it's set up. Surprisingly enough, we're in a time where that's being exposed more than it was when it happened in Cuba, when it happened in China, when it happened in Colombia, when it happened in Venezuela, when it happened in, in all these countries across the world. We're just now at a place that is like, now we know. Oh, they said it on their website. They said we're trained Marxists. These are the people that said it. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Marxism, they hate the man and the family home. Yeah. Right now, we have an 80% problem in the Black community. That's probably not the group we want to hang out with. What ninety percent of kids are more successful with a two-parent home? That's probably not the that's probably not the stuff you want to follow. <laughs> just before we get into the emotion part of it, statistically it doesn't matter. So they follow in it, and 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 because we don't have fathers around, and if, and they really we've relied on TV to be our history. People then starve to see something flashy that celebrities are with saying Black Lives Matter. Oh, that's our next thing, yeah. So you can't go. I've even had a friend say, "Well, now BLM's associated with Black people, so be careful." No, I'm not going to be careful. If we're associated with shit, should we be careful then too? For what? Like, stop this whole sensitive shit of like, well, well, now we can't. No, that is the slave mentality. I'm sorry. Step up and see exactly what it is. Call it for what it is because nothing's fixed. Nothing ever changed because we decided to sugarcoat it. Nothing. And that's been in my own life and experience, plain and simple. Because I should be dead or in jail three, four times over now. So if we, don't, if we don't step up and start to go, look, we can't, our boys are losing. Our boys are the dumbest in all the categories, reading at a fourth grade level across the country with this dumb shit, man. And it, piss, it, it pisses me off because then they'll turn around and that's the next group of boys being shot and killed like it's nothing in the, in the south side of Chicago. And they say racism. Yeah, but you don't know where it's coming from. It's right on the side. You keep dancing and rushing the fucking vote for over and over. And we're surprised. Why? That's, it's insanity, right? Over and over, you accept something different? You expect something different? Come on, guys. So we are in an insane mindset, and it's got to take a lot of this pain in order to get out because, and people saying no more, man, we can't let this stuff happen anymore. We have to because it's, nothing changes just because it's a good idea. Good ideas have to be like shouted from the rooftops over and over. Unfortunately, a lot of times good ideas the people who come up with them aren't there to see them through, too. That's a sad reality of humanity. Name it. So we can't, we can't be afraid as men to step up and do what we got to do, because the alternative isn't, isn't an option. The alternative isn't an option. Powerful, man. You know? Yeah. 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 It's so yeah. It's, it's, so at the end of the day, BLM is bullshit. <laughs> Dude, there was literally a point where the Black Lives Matter website was diverting to the campaign funding page of Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Think Blue was doing it too, like uh Antifa.com. Yeah, yeah. it's going right there because that's who they are. That's who they are. They have to tell us who they are. And right now people don't want to believe it because We've been taught to the point where you don't believe your own family members that you've known, own friends you've, you've broken bread with. The things that in, in scripture says that's how you are able to judge each other and find out and learn about each other. Now those things don't matter. They don't matter because that thing up there said this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or, or Twitter says now it's supposed to be like that. Like, yeah. You know, it's so interesting, man, because you think historically, like, you know, when I think of even to some degree, even liberalism, like, you know, they were for free speech, you know, they're like, I can get down with wanting to protect the environment, not in the way it's going about now, but it's like, it's just feel like it's moved the, so much to the left, man. And hey, it's well, just pure insanity. Look, look who's, look who is leading it. Yeah. Right. These aren't people that created the idea of liberalism. These are people that got in. These are opportunists that got in. Let's take just the Clintons, for example. That's been the leaders of, of the Liberal Party since 92. And we could talk about from a, a conspiratorial standpoint, but there are bodies on their resume. Oh, yeah. That have nothing to do with being a president or being like bodies on a resume for them to make money. Hundreds and uh, billions of dollars. And that's who's been leading that side. So it's like, of course, we got to start looking at who's running the show, right? Say, follow the money. Who's running the show? Then are we truly surprised that evil shit comes from them? Because I see people doing the evil stuff. Wherever happened to that money for Haiti? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? And that was just, that was one of the first times we started seeing, being, like, forced to see the truth about these people. While Scooter Libby was screaming for so long. Now we're like, oh. So it's like, these are the leaders in those groups. Of course it's gone that further, further down the road. Of course. Yeah. People don't get better if they don't are not getting help they get worse you get worse yeah sometimes yeah. they they die getting worse yeah so were, were you in uh in 2008 were you oh for joy like fired up i was in i was in i was with my harvard law girlfriend of, of uh two years at the time like a law graduate girlfriend like we made phone calls for change we could believe in um uh, it, it was like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. I mean, we had my liberal Jewish friend goes, oh, you're only voting for him because he's black. I was like, God damn it. Like, you too? Shit. And they only vote left anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, what the hell? Um, but yeah, no, I was all in. I made phone calls for him, you know? I was I was all there. I even marched in, uh, I don't know if you were, you were here in LA in 08. No, I wasn't, no. I was, uh, uh, I actually was, I took a year off and backpacked around the globe. I left New York City and was just traveling well, during all that. I was in Costa Rica at some bar with a bunch of people from all around the world, like change we can believe in, you know, I was never really super political, but like, I was still like, oh yeah, this is great. Which, you know, I think on some level, it's amazing that no, it was. someone who looked differently became president. I think that's, that's the positive. I'm not going to knock that. I don't think everything I think, is bad. I think honestly, that was the biggest thing that the, the only thing that he did of positivity towards becoming president was mm -hmm. just his figure of it. So now we can't say shit. No, I don't want to hear shit, right? But other than that, the policies and the plan and, and the fact that he's in his uh, third term right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it's like I was all aboard on it. But then the thing that really got me was his first six months in office. His first six months, he kept talking about healthcare, healthcare, healthcare to be elected. His first year, he had both the House and the Senate, right? So that means he had, they can do whatever they want. They didn't even sniff healthcare, but in the first hundred days, he's signing like an executive order about the what equal rights pay part or whatever, and they started doing that whole like seventy cents on a dollar bullshit about men and women and the pay gap. Most people don't know what he signed as an executive order is only it, it, it's already based on an existing law. So all he was doing is go, yeah, 
flag. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was literally all just show. Dude. Yeah, right. It was like, and he didn't touch, he didn't touch healthcare. And I go, he's not gonna touch healthcare. And I remember I go, I watch once the Republicans get in, they win midterms. He's gonna come back, but like, we can't do it because Republicans. And that's exactly what he did. And I was like, politicians, I'm done. I'll do it. Yeah, dude. All. My biggest thing was because I've been in the health world for so long. Like the minute he appointed, I think it was Tom Vilsack, like within six months or a year, like yeah. the head of agriculture. He's a straight up Monsanto shield. I was yeah. like, I'm done with these people. Yep. Yep. I'm done. See exactly what you're about. So it doesn't matter if you're going to dancing on Ellen and doing uh, March Madness boards every year. Like it's cool on ESPN, dude, because we're watching what's happening. Where's all that money going to to uh, Iran? Why is all that money going to Iran? I see it's hard for people to work here. Why aren't you putting that money back into the communities here? Why does Chicago, after giving to your your uh, your campaign manager, Rahm Emanuel, becomes the most dangerous city in the country? Why are more black people killed in that more dangerous city? Why have you not helped or said anything the whole time you're president? Like all these things happen, but then you're gonna cry about Trayvon Martin, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost as if you don't really give a shit. His actions speak louder than words. His actions didn't have nothing to do with what this, 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 literally the neighborhood he came from as a politician. Yeah. So when someone says that I hate black people because I'm a conservative, now what looks like hate black people is allowing a lot of the, the amount of destruction and murder in your own town and you have something you have the ability and power to do something about it. <laughs> smoke and mirrors bro right right yeah uh, it, uh, i mean you just look at la you look at san francisco baltimore chicago you know new york city all these places primarily you know that are being run primarily by by the left like you know the crime poverty homicide etc through the roof yeah it's not how we're supposed to live as human beings but it's how you can have the human population live like animals, so then you control animals, yeah. right? And, if you and, have them in the, in the pen, the pen cities are just are you know pretty pens. Buzz, you go here. Buzz, you go there. You can't live here because your credit isn't high enough. You can only live here. You can't go to school where you want to go, people. These that's where these dams are doing. You can't go where you want, but yet places like El most like uh, cities spend the most. Illinois spends the most on per student. Chicago, the highest. About 3,500 per kid. They can't choose where they can go. Yeah. Rahm Emanuel back in 2010 shuts down 50 schools in the South Side alone in the first month. So where's all that money going, really? If it's just these terrible schools and it's 3,500 a kid, huh? Yeah, man. I don't know. Politics is an interesting game, dude. I'm not the hugest like political fan. You know, I, I, I kind of look at things from a different way in terms of like just focus on the individual, do your own individual growth, see what happens. That being said. There are good people that it's again, it's not all bad. I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, not everyone in politics is fucking evil, you know, but there's shit that's going on on both sides. And, and I just like the whole system is corrupt to the core well, to some degree. Well, what we need to do though, that's why I say we go back to the core of what the inception of our country is. That's a biblical sense. The, the constitution, they talk about it is that it's inspired by four preachers. <laughs> Literally, these guys, this is who inspired the constitution. And so when we can go back to that, then we don't have to worry about the people we elect. We worry about their ideas and that's it. Mm. We worry about where is it really coming from? Where, where is this coming from? Uh, does this kind of lean, but if we remove that base, that again, that that tether point, then someone can come up and they can dance. Oh, what's up? You like me, right? They can do all these flashy things. And then by the time we come up, we don't know 
up from down, left from right, and who to really trust. But if we don't have that, then we don't know how to really clean clean our side of the streets because we don't have a we don't have a, like a starting point. How do we get that though? Like, what's what what do you see happening moving forward? What are the solutions? This, this man, to be honest with you, this conversations like this, I watched all during the rallies. We were doing prayer, and then then I started thinking bigger. I'm like, how many rallies going on in all these states where they're doing prayer that we have not seen in our lifetime in America, let alone anywhere else in the world that's happening? People are we're seeing people marching in the streets. People are are coming back to God in a way like. I think that is just what's what comes out of that. Hey, man, we don't we don't have the power to to but like being a part of that doing you doing what you're doing, connecting us, we're connecting more with people from that standpoint that have powers in that way that can show us even more, as well as connecting to God for our own. That's how it's going to change. And that's how we, we started. Most people don't watch TV, that TV anymore, right? They don't watch those same shows anymore. So that's again, that's part of it. But it's not flashy. Right, yeah. their flash is to have Joe say Joe Biden's most popular president. Our flash is that we turn off the TV and we have more conversations like this. I'm going to Bible study. I go to Bible study on Wednesday nights. Go to church on Sunday. It's not flashy shit. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. Right, but that's how we have it. But then we're gonna look up and go, hey man, I got this thing happening now. Can you? Oh yeah, we're gonna do it now. Now it's the first annual blah blah blah. Three years later, it's the third annual, five five annual. That's how it starts. So then we look up and those people are like, that looks. I want to do that. That's more fun than this shit, right? <laughs> now you're, so it's like, that's, but that, and that goes back to the individual going, I don't, is, is, you don't need uh, to, in a sense, wait till they put the right people in place because we're establishing it now. That is the inception of this country. We can create it anytime it, it starts to look ugly and bad. Now, whether it's our life, our job, our, our you know, our community situation, our, our elected officials, that's how we do it. We do it by going, know what? Nah, this is bullshit. Let's go do it. On that note, bro, tell us about New Hollywood, man. Yes. All right. We're talking about New Hollywood here, guys. So I'm working with Godwin. Uh, nice, nice transition. We were going to start. We, I think we were going to start with that. And then we start talking about fucking your guns and shit. Yeah, and then well, that just know, I get it. They're, they're not thing. registered. They look dangerous. They're not registered. I see it. I get it. I, I You know, hey, you're just being a person. You're just being a safe, good human being. I understand. But uh, uh, Let's not but get sidetracked for 45 minutes again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so yeah, so New Hollywood, I'm working with individuals like uh, Simone Alex and Tim Glover. They they run a production company in Hollywood, uh, Goodwin or Godwin, sorry, Godwin Pictures. And we we met because of an influ- influencer online named Ross the Boss. And this guy is like, you know, making all these jokes and stuff. People are loving how he's presenting what's going on right now. And he's in Virginia. And this is the other part when we say, how do we do it? Like, this is why I believe God is just working and he's working overtime and, and I are working normally, but it's working. This guy, Ross, we connected because of stuff I'm doing online, you know, social media last year. He hits me up about four months ago. He's like, hey, man, I want you to be on the show. I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, hold on. He got the producers online right there. I've been out in this industry for over 15 years. Unless you are like the 1%, my experience is that's not how it happens. And so already, lean again, when I say lean into what you are and what you believe in your heart, because the things that will come out of it is going to be amazing. Producers on screen, we're talking. And then it starts to branch out from us just wanting to create this sitcom, which is called Almost Canceled. You can go to Gives and Go, uh, Almost Canceled sitcom to help uh, fund, uh, help us fund uh, getting our, our show off the ground. I'm putting the show like, what, what we're doing is, uh, yeah, what we're doing is like, 
his the show is about like a guy like a Steven Crowder who is who is his family, everyone around him is pretty much outside of people he works with are pretty much woke. And my character plays like his best friend, but a guy who becomes a friend that they didn't think was going to based off i.e. my skin color, right? So um it's 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 projects like that that are coming out that we're like oh you know let's do more people are not being able not getting religious exemptions accepted you know medical exemptions it's looking like you know that world that you were just kind of meandering through anyway because you're doing more bad terrible projects than you're doing good ones seems like there was a gap in there right and as i started connecting with tim and simone more and more we talked about it we're like okay then let's look at like what's conservative uh, entertainment looks like conservative entertainment from people like daily wire um Gregory university uh even epoch times they're great and they've been great as information pieces talking head shows and that's that's kind of what they've been doing is doubling down on these talking head shows so you have the numbers of people that are starving for your type of content let's bring in let's bring in what is known what is good what is a good uh, formula for entertainment. That's not what it is. It's It's been bastardized to replace, you know, good stories with bad. Mm-hmm. So let's bring that in. So now that's what we're doing. We're not only are we collecting some of the best of the best here, they're just sick of it. And we're building out from there. We're also now branching out, to, you know, to investors to find that space and that financing to order to bring, bring the entertainment that they want. You know, Tim Allen's, uh, 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 what was that show? Um, uh what is it man knows best i think it was uh it got canceled uh and it was the number one show on tv when it got or number one show that night on um i want to say it was abc when it got canceled and it was a conservative show in the way because it was about you know tim allen being a dad and everyone else around him was crazy and so you know that there's people out there starving for this so that's what we're doing here we're brave. we've been doing a, a podcast or we've been doing lives once a week just uh talking to different artists that in the industry saying yo this is why we believe or what if you experience why you believe something new needs to happen we're trying to show people look if something is happening we're being that that different change what that we can become right because I, I believe as long as we still have financing we all have a tv in our pocket it can be done yep. it can mm-hmm. be done so we're here everyone wants to join us go to godwin uh, uh pictures.com and you can put your name on you know get involved in our in our group that way and uh yeah we, there's so and there's so many different groups that I've been reproached by that are like, yo, we want to do this. Yo, we're meeting here. And I told you we'll meet uh, coming up soon just to, to do our thing. So it's a yeah, lot yeah, of, yeah. a lot of excitement. Well, I, I'm willing to come out of retirement, dude, you know, for some good, for some see? good cinema, see? some hey, good TV, look, man. I'm just saying. Look, look what, look what God's done, man. Look what God's done. You're like, I'm done. I'm I love like, it. You know what? <laughs> Let me dust this thing off. Let's go. I talked to a friend of mine right before talking to you who got out of acting. He's from this, this story is crazy. He's from uh, Puerto. Is he Puerto Rican? No, 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 sorry, he's Colombian. He came from there. He was uh, like worked since he was like a kid, since he was seventeen. Was doing plays, and then some theater, you know, actor was like, "Well, man, you know, pretty much insulted him, be like, you know, you should be on TV because you're so small, right? You're not big enough for stage." And he took that and stopped acting. But he, but he started doing crew stuff. So he works crew, drops stuff off, and says oh. he's a stunt man. So he's right around it. And now he cha- he teaches people how to jump out of planes, so no one can ever say he's doing something small ever again. Wow! But like we did, he was in our sketch. He was in our sketch that we we're doing. I'm doing uh, what the fact TV is our other sketch comedy crew that I've been doing working with since January. And he was we did it at his house, and he we're like, hey man, do you want to be in it? He did it. And that one little comedy, you know, bullshit. He goes, man, it's been percolating. 
It's yeah. made me want to do more. And I'm like, yeah, because we took what we saw as a need. We started doing it. And that's how it grows. It grows. Yeah, right. And it, we don't live in a time where it stays there. We live in a time that then we can pop it on here and tomorrow it changes. So that's that's the, what we do. We continue to move forward as human beings because it is right there. It's right there and it will inspire you or someone else. Some you don't even know to do things. And, and I've seen it. I've been experiencing it in my life right now. And it's not flashy, guys. So don't expect it to be so. Siaka, man. I love everything you're about. I love everything you stand for. I love the energy that you brought here, man. I mean, it's such a breath of fresh air, honestly, bro. And particularly like, you're right, man, bringing in the creative aspect. Let's create now. Let's create on our terms. Let's create with integrity, right? And let's let's build who gives a fuck what they're doing at this point in time. We know what that shit show looks like. We're building over here. When you're ready, come on over. No worries. You know, know, evil contains within it the seeds of its own destruction and so let that shit fall create the new and you know what we're actually again it's about going going we can go back and know our history michael i think michael is that a michael quote yeah that was good that was a great that was a great quote can you shout out michael desarian love you bro (laughs) (laughs) so i was like i was learning about all this history about the inception of the country and all this it's learning hollywood was started by christians to tell stories about god yeah so it was meant to tell good stories anyway. So let's take it back to inception. Let's take it back to like the poor belief values and the inception of our country. And then like, we will get back to where we're supposed to be. And it takes us though. It's not going to, no one's going to come from the past. George Washington's not showing up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's our time guys. It's our time. It's I love it, time. man. Guys, this has been episode 38 of here for the fucking truth. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Siaka dropping some bombs. We're going to drop all his links in the show notes. I highly encourage everyone to support what he's doing. This is needed more than absolutely ever. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your friends, please share it around. This is the way that we move forward. This is the way that we grow grassroots ground up. Love you guys. Siaka, absolute pleasure, man. Joe. Love you, man. Gerasimos. I've been working on your name too, buddy. So that's yeah, like, you know, good, man. Your... It takes a little time, man. It takes a... yeah, You're saying Gerasimos. like a true Greek too. Gerasimos. You know, or you can say yeah. Gerasimos, but Gerasimos is like a Greek, you know? Dude, I like it. I mean, my name's Siaka. I have to respect. Come on. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. <laughs> cool. Right, Listen, it's such a pleasure having you on and yeah. much love to y'all. Just keep digging for the truth. Keep doing your thing. Peace out. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.